Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello everybody and welcome back. Welcome back to another week. Welcome back to another episode. Welcome back to If I Didn't Laugh, I'd Cry. Um, I hope you're all doing good. Are you doing good? Hope you're nodding along. You know what I mean? Have you been up to anything great? Did you stop procrastinating from last time? You know what I mean? I hope you are all doing well. And I hope your weeks have gone good. Um, how am I doing? I don't know if I ever come in here and tell you I do, I'm doing great. I don't think I ever do that. But at the moment, the way life is moving, I don't know who, who's doing great at the moment. Right? If you're doing great, if you are doing amazing, pop up. Give me some tips and tricks and stuff because, yeah, yeah, I'm just doing all right. Yeah. I'm just doing okay. Um, on today's episode, it's part two of Tasha's episode. Um, we continue on the journey. She delves or dives deeper into um, her journey and how she navigated the grief. Um, so again, trigger warning for anybody who's experienced something like this. Links in the description for support um, avenues that you can take in order to gain that support feel like I've rambled on a little bit there about support, 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 support. But yeah, support is very important. Right. And um, I just wanted to tell you guys that I am going to take a little break. Right. It's very important for me to take a little break. Obviously, I won't leave you guys just dry, but I am going to take a little break. Um, and I'm also wondering, like, I'm just thinking about what direction to take the podcast. I don't know what you guys enjoy I don't know what it is that I want to actually do do I want to carry on doing the guests do I want to just do solo episodes on like my journey currently I don't know I do not know if you've got suggestions please send me suggestions because I want to know what you guys enjoy if you don't have any suggestions then I'm just gonna make the creative decisions <laughs> then there won't be a choice um but I hope you can keep supporting. I hope you can keep subscribing. I hope you can keep reviewing. Um, it's really helping the channel out. The channel? Is it? Honestly, I speak like a YouTuber. 
Just if you click the link below and hit the thumbs up button, it really helps us out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just a little mental health break, a little checking in with myself break, you know, that burnout stuff that I was talking about last time. Yeah. And moving towards Christmas period. Um, I just hate this time of year. I'm going to be completely honest. People might call me the Grinch. I hate this time of year. I think it's just, no, it's not for me. My favorite time of year is spring. See me in spring. I've got a spring in my step, right? That spring, summer, you know, the balance when outside is breezy and sunshine. You know what I mean? Oh, no hay fever. The air is fresh and crisp. The, the trees are green. Things are blossoming. That's my favorite time of year. Oh. But this winter stuff, sunsetting at 2 p.m. stuff, dry, dry, like raining and dark. Oh, it's ill, disgusting. <laughs> and this time of year is just stressful because, just again, yeah, anyway, anyway, let me not rant before the episode even starts. Yeah. But guys, I'm going to see you soon. Well, not see you. I'm going to be back in your ears soon for normal programming. But otherwise, I hope you enjoy the episode. It's Tasha. Um, and then the nurse came in and she was just like, she said, oh, you know, can you tell us what happened? Um, and obviously my uncle was there. So he told her, he was like, this happened, he came, he was stretching, he did this, he was playing for about 20 minutes, then he collapsed, and then we got this, blah, 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 whatever the narrative was. And then she was just like, I'm really sorry to tell you that he didn't make it. I still, My mum said I just screamed a lot, and I cried. And I was like, I just kept telling her that she was lying to me. Because mm. honestly, when I say it was the furthest thing, mm. I, in my head, I still thought it was like some sort of joke. Mm. I was like he's told you to come in here and tell us mm. because he's gonna I honestly when I say it was like an Anything out of but, body mm. experience you know what I hear that a lot about like how like people react mm. most of the time they're like I got told or I was do you know what I mean because I wonder what happens in those moments because it's like you know no one would ever play play a sick joke on you like this. So you know that this is not a joke. But it's but almost like that's what you want to hear. Yeah. In that moment, you're going, like, let's rewind. Yeah. Stop that. Bro. Um that's heavy. It what honestly, just I can't I replay, honestly, I replay that moment and I couldn't tell you exactly where I was sat or what I was doing or what. But from her telling me to me going in and seeing it from my own eyes is a moment that I replay almost daily because it's almost like it can't be true. Like I still, st I'm fully aware. Like I held his hand. I know that he's not here. I was part of every step and process. So I'm, I'm aware, but still there's like, when I was saying all these emotions and I'm like, mm. denial is one of the things mm. that I just can't. What about it makes it feel that way? I think because it was so unexpected. And I think if I had... That's what I meant, you know, when, when I said it must yeah. have been shocking. It's like a shock to the nervous system. Because, like you said, you don't know if you'd be able to cope better if it was something you knew anyway. But I feel like 
when it you, when you know something is mm. coming, you can imagine it, you can prep it somehow, you can have final conversations, you can have final kiss goodbyes, yeah. you can you can really make it a moment where you know you are parting and you let each other go even though it's still gonna hurt. Yeah. But I feel like I can imagine if you spoke to him half an hour before and then it was just his collapse to, I'm sorry, he hasn't made it. Mm. That is shocking. Your nervous system took a battering. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So that's all communications to everything. Your nervous system is communicating with your toes, with your hands, with everything that you are. Major override. Was shocked. Mm. So, you know, I don't know. I'm not a grief counselor. <laughs> I've spoken right? to many, don't worry. But I feel like <laughs> this is normal for something so shocking. Yeah. Especially somebody so young. And you know what I mean? Mm. So, bro, it's heavy. Very and I heavy. think, I don't think there's a right way. And I feel like you'll probably feel like that for a very, very long time. Yeah. Because you'll still be shocked to be like, bro, but then when I came to see you and I saw you, just looked like you were sleeping, like how people describe it. Exactly you're thinking, that. but how can that be real still? Yeah. You know, so I feel like death is the, well, to me, mm. is one of the biggest mysteries of life. Yeah. Right? I, like I said, I've never had somebody die who's so close to yeah. me before like that. But I dread it. I never want to experience it because yeah. I'm pretty sure it would always feel a little bit like just yesterday. Yeah. Or do you know what I mean? Yeah. But if it was just sudden, I feel like that's when you start replaying too many things. Maybe I could have reacted. Maybe I could have. Maybe, 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 yeah. maybe. Because... You wish you had a bit longer. I can Everything. imagine. Yeah. It do you spend uh, for me and, and I Tell me if I'm wrong, by the way. No, no, I, would, I don't I, want I to be ignorant would. to this situation. I don't think not that you can't be ignorant to grief and bereavement, because it's an umbrella that so much falls underneath. Mm. And I said right at the beginning of my grief journey, I was like, I don't want to get to six months and have a mental breakdown mm. because I knew that I had that potential mm. in me. I know it's really easy to keep everything in, mm. fake a smile and just get on with it. Mm. I've done it for years. Mm. So I knew in order to protect myself, I mm. had to feel every single part of mm. it. The highs, the lows. It took me about... so. Be, honestly <laughs> honestly yeah why i laugh is because b passed away mm. the funeral was two weeks later mm. we buried him two days before my birthday oh and i caught covid just after the funeral oh so january was just a bit shit oh. <laughs> so i laugh now because i'm like I couldn't even process my grief mm. because I was dealing with COVID and COVID mm. wiped You're on the right out. show, fam. <laughs> You're on the right show. These are the moments. Wiped me out. You, life had it back. Oh my gosh. And life was saying, you will learn. For what? I don't know what you're doing this I for, don't, life. I don't know. But life was beating you down, fam. It just, I went in the space of we hadn't even finished January and I was like, I How am I feeling physically, <laughs> mentally take any more. I was like, I am done. I said, I'm tapping out. Mm. Y'all do whatever you want, mm. but I am not part of it anymore. Mm. So I laugh now because I just think, I, I genuinely think COVID saved me a little bit 
because I didn't physically have the strength yeah. to feel yeah. anything. I wasn't feeling anything anyway, but yeah. because I had COVID, I just had to survive yeah. getting over COVID. So I didn't even get a chance to process. And that tells me a lot though, because you've just said you were feeling like you wanted to tap out, Gosh, yeah. but you're catching COVID and you want to survive. It's It's the most... Your body was doing what it needed to do. You know what I mean? Exactly that. But it, it just goes to show, I feel like, ah, oh, <laughs> you go, you go. <laughs> what you feel, and, I, and I'm agreeing with you when you say, what, the reason I, I said that is because everybody's grief journey is completely mm. different. And like I've mentioned, the umbrella that grief creates around this situation it's not just the loss of a person but even when you look at the loss of a person the loss of a parent mm. i can't Im- i've lost somebody who mm. i cared about and who mm. i saw a future with mm. but i can't compare that to losing a mum or a dad Bro. i couldn't sit here and tell you anything mm. about grieving the loss of a parent mm. the same way i couldn't sit here and tell you anything mm. about grieving the loss of a child mm. because they're all completely different mm. Mm. Yes, it's the same action that has happened, but the feelings associated with it, miles yeah. worlds apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so, so different. Yeah. So. They can't, it's comparing apples to oranges. Oh. There's no need to compare them because it's just, it's grief. Though it's different, it manifests itself differently, mm. but I feel like you still are hurt. Yeah. You know what I mean? You are sad and you yeah. are hurt. And I think that's, that. what, let me not, let the world, <laughs> let me stop myself. That was about to go, that's the gist of it, but I don't know. <laughs> But I just feel like it's it's just what it's it is whatever it looks like it, to you, right? Some people can move on really quickly, and other people take years. And some people yeah. never move on. Some people I've heard stories of people dying from heartbreak. I thought I was going to, bro. Like I can just imagine it's just an individual process. It is, yeah, yeah. But and I think comparing as well is where we go wrong in life. Yeah, if we start comparing this to that, I think we can't. No, you can't. And we just don't talk about it enough. It's not a general... I mean, everybody at some point is going to die. And I remember somebody... Years, obviously, probably when I was young, somebody Mm. saying, oh, everybody dies at some point. I think it was like my great gran. Mm. And I was devastated because I was the first person I'd ever Mm. experienced losing. Mm. Someone was like, but everybody dies at some point. I was like, what an insensitive comment to make. Especially now... I can say that because I've experienced it and it's the absolute truth. It's not to be in sense. I think it's how things are communicated. Yeah. And so the time. it is just to be like, yeah, oh, well, everybody dies. Just move on. Chill. You can't say it flippantly. Yeah, that's, that's a bit harsh. But I say to my daughter, listen, you know, when I was saying about sometimes she's reacts and all yeah. this, I say, babe, sometimes we don't need to be doing all yeah. of that because... You don't want to say things you can never take back, yeah. right? Because anything can happen yep. to anyone at any given time. Yep. And she recites that back to me, mommy. <laughs> don't forget anything can happen at any given time to anyone. And I'm like, it's the truth though. And you've got to, start, I feel like yeah. that's how we should be living because I could, I always say this to her. It's so scary but, because death is scary. I, I'm going to be honest. I was no. saying to my sister, I was, we were having a conversation and I was like, 
death is scary mm. to me, right? I'm scared of the aftermath if I was to die. Because yeah. I feel like my daughter would really struggle. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people would be sad with, yeah. with it. That makes me sad yeah. to think about that. And I'm scared of the closest and dearest to me dying. Because I'm thinking, Jesus, how would I cope? Yeah. Right? So it is really scary. But I think somehow you just live. Some Somehow you just put one foot in front of the other. Exactly. That. Right? But the sad truth is... It could happen to anybody at any given time. There's no, yeah. Yeah. I think I associated it a lot with COVID because I think COVID was a true, not a true reflection of what death feels like. And bear with me because I'm going to go around the houses <laughs> to get here. I was like, <laughs> let me explain why. COVID <laughs> made everything ground zero yeah. for everyone. Mm. Nobody was exempt mm. from COVID. Mm. So many things happen in the world where it's like, it only happens here yeah. or it only happens in yeah. this part of the world or it only happens to people who yeah. do this. COVID happened to everybody. everybody the yeah. whole world was on lockdown. Mm. And that's why, and it's just my association, when somebody dies, it doesn't matter who you are, if you have all the money or no money. It doesn't If you live in this part of the world or not in this. When it is your time to go, your time will come and you will go. Mm. And I think that having been through COVID with him mm. in the most bizarre way helped me to deal and cope because I was like, everybody was taken. Everybody had to be humbled. Mm. I now in this have to be humbled because I am not, as much as my grief feels like the worst thing in the world, I'm not the only person that this has happened to. Mm. And it gives you like this weird sense of solidarity with anybody else because it's like, I don't want anybody to lose somebody, mm. but I'm also not going to shield you because mm. me not being truthful in my experience mm. is going to leave you thinking, oh, well, I'll be fine when some. No, you won't be fine when someone <laughs> dies. <laughs> You're going to be broken. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. So I can only speak the truth of what it is. Yeah. Because I feel like that's how we all learn yeah. and grow. Yeah. From that we experience. need these uncomfortable conversations. Oh, make That's it all thing. uncomfortable. Because it is, I feel like though a lot of people experience it, it is a lonely experience mm. still. So I feel like just hearing somebody talk about theirs candidly, their experience, it may look differently to yours. But bro, it's a community yeah. of people who are going through the same thing yeah. just differently. Exactly. And it looks different. It could yeah. be your brother, but you're still grieving. So I think it's important that you're here to talk about it. <laughs> we have to talk about grief all day. It's like, Listen. It's not my new favorite subject, but I just, I do, I have like this whole imposter part of me that goes, I bet people are over it. They're like, why is she still talking about grief? And I'm like, well, that's because it doesn't go away. So yeah. the same way if, he was still here. I'd be like, oh, we went on a date and this was really fun. Or, oh, look at what we planned for the future. I yeah. would still share all of those experiences. So yeah. I'm I'm still yeah. doing that. I don't know if it's you or somebody else. <laughs> so I looked at on the explore page, but it said this is what grief looks like. I think it must have been. I don't know who it was. <laughs> it says you don't grow. No. Grief doesn't shrink kind of thing, but you, you just grow around it. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think it's just a journey. Life is literally just waves and waves. Yeah. Of moments of peace. Yeah. When the seas are calm, then crashing waves of just a lot of stuff. Yes. Yeah. 
So if if your thing at the moment that is crushing waves, that's mm. coming like that, is, is grief, bro, speak about it. Yeah. Because how do you get to the other side otherwise, right? And the other side being the journey, the exactly. growth, where you can go, whoa, look at the experiences I've had because of this grief. Like you said, you're traveling now. Yeah. Because you're trying to live life to the fullest following the passing, right? You're growing. Yeah. And it's not to say it's going to, Go away. Like, no. For, you could fall in love again. You could have children, but you could still revisit That's this still, and still yeah. remember and still yeah. cry about it. It is tough. But I feel like if people are bored of hearing it, they don't have to listen to it. That's okay. That's okay. When, when like, it happens to you, I'll be here to have that conversation. So <laughs> I'm not... I, I, and it's the truth. It, I remember a dear friend of mine his dad passed away years ago and I just didn't know what to do because mm. I like to fix things. And mm. I was like, I can't fix that. Somebody who you love, your dad has died. Mm. I don't even know how to be your friend right now because I can see how broken you are. Mm. And our friendship did suffer because of my reaction mm. to his grieving process. Yeah. But there's some things you can't comment on until you've experienced it. Mm. Some people are just never going to understand until it happens. And mm. I completely respect that. Yeah, like they can't relate. And you can't. But yeah, but I feel like, yeah, I hear that. But even though I can't relate necessarily, I feel like I can empathize. Oh, gosh, yeah. Well, you know what I mean? should just be given out for free. I, honestly, <laughs> honestly, I can Have just some empathy. Because it can't be easy no. at all. You're there, you are viewing his body and you're thinking, no, this isn't real. So how do you then start processing the news? Because you said you still feel it now. Oh, gosh. But I'm pretty sure you're more accepting of it now than you were at the time. Yeah. Yeah. In that moment, Mm. honestly, part of me, and I'm trying to recollect because I really didn't. I think I sat with him for about two hours and Mm. then they were like, we have to move him now. Um, And then his brother came um, and like my parents were there. I can't remember if anybody else was there. I don't know who else was there, but I remember those people, they were significant people who came, obviously, to say their goodbyes. Um, part of me went into autopilot because I think that's when we were talking about hobbies and and we were just talking, I was saying, oh yeah, I like to organize and mm. make sure everything looks a particular way and mm. things are very specifically done. Mm. That was my autopilot. Mm. I knew everything from his passing to when he was buried mm. had to be intentional. Mm. Nothing was going to be, oh, we'll just do that. Mm. So I, that's all I could see. You, you couldn't have spoken to me about anything else. I was like, where's it going to be? What will we have? What does he need? What day is it going to be on? Mm. Who's going to come? what food will we have who like all of those things were the only things I was thinking of and I don't think as much as I'd accepted because I held his hand and I watched and looked at him and was like he's definitely not coming back I don't think at that point I'd processed that he was Mm. not that he was gone but that he'd actually died Mm. because it felt very much like he was just away and I was Mm. waiting for him to come back and honestly, it wasn't until we were at the cemetery and I heard the soil mm. hit the coffin mm. that I went, okay, like now there's there's definitely no coming back. Like he's not Bro. anywhere else. There's no holiday and I'm just trying to process. That noise that was tough. the moment. And I went, 
oh, okay, that, that like this, this is me, not me saying goodbye, but this was probably like, like solidified there. Yeah. This is, it's real. Yeah. It's real. Whatever you were hoping for this whole time, it's still real. Yeah. Um, But that is a heavy feeling. Yeah. It's giving me a heavy feeling <laughs> in my heart. There's no lightness in grief, honestly. Yeah. It's a big, a big heavy rock that you just go, come on, Yeah, man. no. Um, yeah, that they're like the two significant moments that I remember in everything. Hearing her say those words, because it was, on, even when she came in and she was, I felt like she was talking for ages. And I think the fact that she asked my uncle to say, oh, what happened? How did this, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, if you were coming in to tell me that he died, why wasn't that the first thing yeah. you came and said to me? You, yeah. Not that she talked around it. And like I said, I can't remember what she said specifically, but I felt like if that's what you were going to tell me, you should have just told me. You yeah. Just walked in. And obviously that wouldn't have been the way to do it because I probably would have been annoyed. Yeah. So <laughs> if, you'd be like, hi, okay, by the way, <laughs> bam, you'd be like, where is your bedside exactly. manner? Like, where is there everything? <laughs> but I don't moment, think there's a right way, there isn't. isn't it? No. There's not a time you could have been ready to hear that news. Never. So it doesn't matter how she could have played it. it. Yeah, there it, wouldn't have it, been anything. Yeah. Um, but that, honestly, when, when I think of anything, as much as I think of memories and I'll watch videos or I'll look at pictures of B, they are the two significant things that I think will always, oh, like that's heart wrenching. Yeah, that's the bit that just goes mm, right mm. in my heart, and then mm. I go, "Okay, yeah, no, it was real." Mm. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm not. I've not made any of this up. It's not. Let me pinch myself. No, it's mm. definitely not a dream. I've not woken up in the Matrix or anything else because those two things made it. That's the mystery very I real. think of it all because it all happened, but. It, then suddenly just like that it's as if like you were saying um just this is not to say that this is the case no, by the okay. way it's just to say yeah yeah when you were saying that what would people get tired of it it's it's now to the point where you start to feel a little bit let me say i can imagine yeah you would start to feel a little bit crazy because mm. you're thinking guys it happened it was real this is my life yeah you know what I mean? Like, you are probably still in love. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So you are dealing with a lot of emotions of still being in love with mm -hmm. somebody, still revisiting the memories like it was yeah. yesterday because you are in love with them, like they are away. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If ever you've spoken to God before, those were probably the moments to be like, tell me this is not real. There's so many right? times I was like, I'm expecting you to walk up the stairs. I'm expecting you to just come and walk into the house. So for at least two months, I, I was adamant. Mm. I was like, I'm not, this didn't really happen. Mm. I will, you will knock at the door or my phone will ring or something mm. for a good solid two months. Mm. I was in that version of reality because I just thought, well, you can't, this, this, no, I didn't ask for this. Mm. I didn't plan any of this. Mm. I didn't give anybody permission to mm. have this version of life mm, happened so mm. i'm not i just wouldn't accept it mm. i was like i don't want it take it back and refund it give me something else <laughs> would you say that you're at the point now or you're still moving to the process of your you are currently in the process of you are still processing yeah it sounds like very much still processing 
I can say that I've accepted exactly what's happened mm. and I can own that now. Whereas mm. before, I think I definitely still had moments of denial. Mm. I can accept it. Doesn't mean I don't still replay it. And mm. deep down in my hearts of hearts, I'm still a little bit hopeful. You, for a different reality. But, yeah, but I've, I'm fully, like, Aware. I know he's not coming back. Mm. It's done. Like, I'm going to have to transition and move forward mm. i don't like using the term move on because he was a significant part of my life so there'll be no moving on we just transition forward mm. um i'd say i'm in i don't know what i'd call this phase it's like oh what do you call this chapter in life this is probably my we'll go with growth mm. we'll go with growth because i remember a lot of how he loved me mm. and that is the thing that I've taken from him and I tell myself every morning mm. so the days when I couldn't get out of bed I heard his voice go in get your ass out of bed mm. go and do what you need to do mm. go and live your life go and be mm. happy you know yes I'm gone and mm. I'm, obviously we never had the conversation of death so who mm. was I to say what he would have said mm. but because of who he was and the type of energy that he gave. And during the pandemic, he was like, we are not lying in bed all day. Get up. We're going to go for a walk. We're going to do this, blah, blah, blah. I, that was, he was like my mm. marching band. Of, your cheerleader. Seriously. Your motivator. Seriously. Your TED talker. Seriously. Listen, and somebody who is just challenging you and motivating you. And, you know, that's a significant part mm. of your life. And, yeah, that would never go because it's teaching you how to get out of bed Absolutely. in the days where you don't want yeah. to. Yeah, if it was up to me, I definitely wouldn't have done it. And my mum's always, she's like, you know, you've done really well and you've done this. And I'm like, a lot of it I owe to bank. Like I mm. can't, I couldn't sit here and say, oh yeah, I, I know I did. Mm. But because of the impact that he had on my life and because of the relationship that we had and because of my willingness to listen and hear him when he spoke and not mm. feel offended because mm. he was calling me out on my BS mm. means that now I can use all of those things to tell and remind myself. Mm. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, I was super lazy and he literally picked me up and made me do things. Yeah. I was a motivated person, yeah. but that added little spice on yeah. the side from your you partner. Need, you kind of need that. You need, an, it was you need so good. a partner who holds you accountable. Oh, he helped me I'm accountable. achieving something. What are you achieving and you need that because if, if you've got somebody who just lets you get away with it then you're hmm. not really growing and at some point it's gonna come to a head oh gosh yeah it is gonna come oh, to absolutely. a head guys right <laughs> if you are lying to yourself thinking it's not gonna come to a head it will oh it okay. will manifest itself in somewhere because yeah. people hold on to stuff. and then you'll be thinking how did we get here it's because of that stuff yeah right the little <laughs> thing that you thought was a little thing yeah. is actually a really big thing yeah um yeah, yeah. no i hear that so that just became my motivation. And I think that's probably why in some areas that I've gone, I've given myself a year because I know that during this year, I just want to take all of his motivation, energy, his passion, everything that made him him. I'm just trying to absorb it so I can use it to get through the year. Like, let me just get to a year yeah. and then I'll... I'll take over the reins yeah I'll like but is that necessary i feel like 
he he is obviously like he said a significant part of your life mm. he's probably given you some growth tools that Massive. you probably probably needed now you're saying you're motivated you're more motivated because you hear him telling you to get out of bed mm. like that's you now like yeah. you shouldn't just think it's for now until the year goes that's you now you should be motivated do you know what i mean yeah because and at the same time right i feel like this is what I was thinking when I was saying, maybe why do you keep giving yourself these deadlines? I feel like you understand the importance of living now because mm-hmm. of how quickly it yep. could go, right? And I don't want to speak for you. Say it. But, I'll tell but, you if it's wrong anyway. But, but let me just go with you. It's a little bit like, because of how sudden it happened, mm-hmm. the way I would feel, I would feel guilty for not living. Yeah. I would feel like I'm being really offensive. Yeah. To be like, bro, you probably, if you, I know, I know you, you probably wish you had more time. Yeah. Right. So I would feel very guilty to just not live. So I think I will probably take the same approach of going at it head on to be like, I'm going to live. But you said, that you cry whenever you feel like crying you can cry and i feel like that's good because it means that you do release your emotions as well so it's i don't think it's a bad thing no you know so i don't know if you should be giving yourself a deadline to feel i think i think you've learned a lot from him Mm. and i think those are just assets now those are things you can just use and i don't think there should be a deadline as to when you review it to see if it's working i think you're getting out of bed it's working yeah and i don't think there should be any deadline like you said it's never gonna go away Mm. so the way i see it everything ended on a positive absolutely he it it's negative that he's dead but everything was on a high. It was probably your relationship was peaking. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So that would be very difficult to let go of and to yeah. just be like, it's now in the past. It's To you, it's still present. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was unfinished. Yeah. yeah. So just be gentle and be kind to yourself in a sense of don't give yourself any deadlines. I think deadlines are when we feel like we failed. That's when we start conforming to the mm. rules of society of how to grieve or the stages of grief. So even though you know that's not real, subconsciously you are holding yourself still to what? Yeah. To a you standard know what I mean? that's not even... If no you want to can... talk about it, talk about it. And you know, if you're feeling insecure of like, if you think people are going to be like, we're sick of this now, just to be like, by the way, if ever you're sick of it, let me know, <laughs> right? Because yeah. at the end of the day, it's your grief. So it's like no one is going to have the balls, I don't think. However, it's just allowing you the space to, to feel do, safe. Yeah. I feel like if you didn't feel safe to release, I don't think you would open your mouth. No. So nobody's obviously feeling that way. It's just your thought process because... Yeah, it is. You're probably sick of yourself thinking, why am I not going to the point where it's getting easier? That's all I kept asking myself. So literally. Yeah, yeah. but there is no deadline and don't get sick of yourself because you need to talk about it as long as you need to talk about it. You're gonna get to a point where you're like, Okay. (laughs) I just got one more Tasha. Hold on. Sasha, that's enough now, babes. Okay, we can still. He's 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 in my heart. He's he's still with us, right? You're gonna get to that point, but whenever that is, who cares? Yeah, it's still my choice. Yeah, who yeah. cares? And if it's forever gonna be talked about, that's what you need. Yeah, do you know what I mean? There is no antidote. There is no guideline. 
<laughs> Do you know what I mean? So I feel like it's it's forever going to be a journey. It's unprecedented. Yeah. No one thinks it's going to happen to them. No one thinks anything tragic Ever. and shocking is going to happen yeah. to them. And then it does, right? So <laughs> it's like ah. it's a windy road as well. I'm pretty sure you get lost along the way and you're oh like, I've been here before. <laughs> We've not done this one yet. Didn't they? Didn't the seven stages of grief say that I should be at the acceptance? Yeah, I have now? this t-shirt three times. <laughs> like, I'm sick of circling back. When, when do we come back here? But I feel like that's the case. Like with trauma, yeah, right. The reason why we go to therapy, the reason why we feel triggered, it's because though we've been dealing with it, yeah. and we are dealing with it, something happens that. Shock that reminds us of when our nervous system felt a little bit like that. Yeah. And then we're back there. Yeah. And then it's just back reminding yourself. And so it's literally waves. It's just, it phases, it comes and goes. There's going to come a time when you're probably enjoying yourself where you're thinking, oh my God, it's been three days. Yeah. Since, and then you're thinking, how can I? And then you start to beat yeah. yourself up, and then you're back there. But there's, it's just—I think it's just all part of it life. Is, I yeah. can just imagine there is no answer. No, there isn't. And I can imagine if you were to have a conversation with somebody like for like something just as shocking, mm-hmm. right? I am pretty sure their journey is different to Completely yours, like different. we were saying. So, bro, I feel like a lot of tenderness and gentleness. <laughs> You need to be giving yourself that. I, I, I am getting better. Mm. I am. Because I, I think I was with everything you've said. I think you've articulated perfectly mm. um, and summed it up because you do very much feel like that. And mm. For me, anyway, very much in the early stages, you're just like, right, come on, hurry up. Let's just, no, I'm ready to Skip move to on to the, the next, next thing. Mm. Um, uh, this can't be it. No. Yeah. And and it's almost like you want it to be horrible mm. and ugly and mm. brutal and messy mm. so that you're like, okay, I was fully yeah, broken. I'm at the other side. Now, now. let me build mm. myself up. There is none of that. Yeah. Because the worst times are normally the happiest times mm. in your life. Any happy moment when I'm mm. like, oh babe, no, I can't pick up my phone and text mm. you. I can't call you to say you're not here on this trip mm. with me. We're not like he was a massive Arsenal fan. Would you know, they're the little things when mm. you go, oh, it takes you back. Yeah. But it's nowhere near as intense Yeah, every time as it was the first yeah. time. But the feelings are yeah. true. They're not different feelings. And they just come rushing back. Everything just cut. That's that whole volcano thing. Mm. It's just an eruption. You can have lots of, oh, okay, that was a bit sad. And this was a bit sad. And oh, that really impacted me. And this really impacted me. Mm. And then... I'll be mm. in the car and I'm just like, ah, whoa, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It takes one thing. It takes one thing. But in those moments then when you are feeling that way, yeah. right? How do you navigate that, those feelings? How do you then soothe yourself, so to speak, to be like, it's all good. What what makes you continue, basically? Um Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Honesty and truth mm. Because Trying to deny it Or trying to give it a different name Or label Or justify it in some way Like oh well you're only sad because mm. That does nothing to The feeling and emotion That is happening to mm. you in that moment mm. They're not always controlled And sometimes You know I want to listen to the sad songs mm. And I want to just stare at his video And I want to just watch mm. the videos of us together and I know that that's partly self-inflicted because I just need it. Mm. It's there brewing in my system. Mm. But when they happen unexpectedly, and I had to learn this in my journey, it was owning it mm. and going, hi, anger. Mm. Nice to see you today. Mm. Why are you angry? Mm. Accepting it, letting it be anger. Mm. And then just, there's no, oh, I count to 10 or... I put a particular song on. For me, it is just accepting what that emotion is because as soon as you try to label it as something mm. else or push it to the side mm. or associate it with something else, it becomes distorted. Yeah. And that anger that you just want to feel as anger yeah. goes somewhere else. Yeah. And it's still there. It's not gone because yeah. you've not given it space to just yeah. manifest itself and mm. breathe and be angry. I mean, mm. I still want to punch something and mm. smash a couple of plates. But mm. when it comes, I for me, that's what helps me deal. Mm. Going, okay, I feel like I'm feeling this way. Right, okay, I'm feeling this way. I don't have to sit in this emotion for a long time. I don't have to let it dictate how the rest of my day is going to go. But I am going to give it space to be mm. exactly what it needs to be. Yeah. Because not doing that is way more detrimental. Yeah. It's self-awareness though, that Absolutely. isn't it? The fact that you're self-aware, you allow yourself to acknowledge those things. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people, when it comes to anything that is an ugly emotion mm. and quote unquote ugly emotion, right? Even though we're creating feelings <laughs> for a reason. So yes, it is ugly in terms of like just how it makes us feel, but you kind of need to feel that. And some people fear yeah. feeling it, yeah. right? But I feel like the more you don't feel, the more it comes out in different ways and it's even more extreme, yeah. right? So yeah, I think that is really good advice on how to... Mm. I feel like that can apply to a lot of things Everything. in life as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, bro... <laughs> <laughs> I love every time you're like, bro. bro like, bro. <laughs> This is, bro, <laughs> it's it's deep stuff to me. I just think to myself, there's a lot of people who experience grief mm -hmm. and just don't feel like they can articulate themselves. So it is a very good way of bringing people mm. inside because it, it's real, fam, Yeah, right? And you're living it. So yeah, so you just allow yourself to feel the emotion and then you just continue. Is there any other 
methods that you may use, like maybe going out with friends or um, like you said, you are a Christian. <laughs> Has faith played a big part into your healing process yeah. at all? Um, faith, I'm still on that journey. Mm. I think I was definitely angry with God. Um, <laughs> I can't relate. <laughs> Before B had passed away, I was always, and I told many a people, there's a time and season for everything. Mm. Like everything in its time, everything happens for a reason. There's a lesson to be learned in everything that happens. And obviously when he died, I was like, what's the lesson? Show, show me the lesson right now. I am now. a firm believer in that as well. Show me the lesson this second. Don't let this happen to me and you're not going to show me. And I've still to this day, very much back and forth. I don't think this is something that has broken my faith it's definitely shaking it and that's just full honesty because how I feel is annoyed because I feel like he'd built me up to this point of like I said our relationship wasn't not that it wasn't smooth but it was challenging mm. and I think they're lessons that I had to learn and lessons that B had to learn mm. and we were together in order to learn those lessons mm. so in that process, I was like, well, everything happens for a reason. As much mm. as it feels really rubbish now, it's all for mm. the end of our relationship mm. when it's great and when this happens and, you know, we have this future together. So for him to be taken away, I was like, well, now I now you've just thrown a whole curveball in there because mm. now I can't, I can't separate the two. Like before, that phrase meant so much to me mm. because it kept me going mm. because I knew his plan for my life was so much bigger mm. than what I could see mm. directly in front of me. Mm. And now B's gone. I'm like, it's all discombobulated. I, I don't understand what the, I, like, I don't get it. I can't see it. I could see, I could see the path, but now it's all dark. Like, no. what are you doing? There is no path. Like, <laughs> yo, I'm going to be completely candid. Right. And I hope I don't offend you. Cause I'm not trying to compare okay. anything. Like I said, I don't believe in, comparing things yeah, yeah but this is just my experience mm. when I have felt like that when it comes to my faith is when I was going through a custody battle and eventually I ended up losing like the final decision was losing it and I think the whole time you hold on to some hope for mm. some kind of miracle mm. like come on you can't write all those things you've written and and leave me like this like what the heck like why don't i have the code yep. what's the cheat code yep. yeah so i feel like i can relate when you come to being disappointed mm -hmm. and you it's not like you now shun you don't believe in god and your faith doesn't have a part to play even in your healing process because mm -hmm. you are questioning god and i think that's part of the process yep. but i think it's just so sad and yeah. disappointing that you think my guy you know how daft I look out there, bro, saying I believe in God and I've got it might God. And now this situation, I'm like, do I? <laughs> now they're like, do people might, people are probably wondering if you're real. Now I'm beginning to question it myself, but I know you're real. But come on, big man, you said if I pray about it, what's going on? So you feel so mad. Yeah. But you know that at some point, it probably will make sense, but mm -hmm. it's just not making sense. And the answers aren't coming quick enough no. because you're so desperate for answers. Yeah. But I feel like, I feel like when it comes to death, I don't think there is a lesson myself. I, I I'll don't, let you know. I don't, I don't know if there is a lesson <laughs> besides you know. the state of 
humanity if that yeah. makes sense right of just shit happens yeah and i'm so sorry of just like anything can happen at any given yeah. time we're all gonna die one day i think that's just where we're at mm. but i think the lessons are how you process it yep. and who you come out, out at the end of that right exactly and i feel like it can either break you yep. or it can either mold you and make you and contribute to the person you're going to be exactly but the death itself oh what is the lesson from I this person know. not living what because i can't i can't imagine a lesson myself no i i still to this point i still can't and what you said about why couldn't you, i grow with them alive but just yeah, I even said I'm like really broken Let's work through that I was like why does he just not have to be Because we were great friends Being Mm. friends was like a good part of Mm. our foundation So I was like And we'd had conversations Even if we break up Like I still want the best for you And I was like I just want you to be happy Mm. Yes I'd prefer if it was with me But Mm. if it's not Mm. I'll take it Begrudgingly Yeah (laughs) but that's maturity You were in a mature loving relationship You Bro, I can't see the lesson. And this is this is just being candid about my face. Sometimes it just hurts. And yeah. I think that period, that's where it should end. Start middle. However, end. how do I navigate this? Mm-hmm. Do I shun God or do I continue with my faith? Yeah. You know what I mean? What does God you have to question your faith yeah. as well? Yeah. Bro, it hurts. But I think you get to a beautiful point mm. where right now you came from church. Yeah. You said you went to church. I did. And it's like you are going, you know what? I know I haven't ever gotten this far without this. Right, right there. So whatever it is, I know I'll find out. But that's part, that's the beauty I that think, is. of the journey. And I feel like if you were to, like, I think you already covered it when you said where you were right in January to where you're right now. It's like 10 years of growth. And then where you were out, let's say last year, when he was still alive, even to where, where I, you're right now. Seriously, November, I had, oh, I had my anxiety. I've had anxiety for a long time and I had to have some time off work because mm. I just had, I keep, I keep saying mental breakdown and it wasn't a mental breakdown, but I had a breakdown in work. Was it like, to, it, you, like you were burnt out and yeah. then you were just broke? It was broke. just everything. Everything was just very overwhelming i think that is a mental breakdown and a mental breakdown is it's okay like yeah i think sometimes you just hit a wall and you think i i there is there's nothing i can't can't see what's beyond this yeah this is where i stop (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) but the person you were then to the person you are now would you say that you are still similar no and i transitioned even from 20 so that was what 2021 Mm. it was after george floyd so that was 2020 wasn't it during the Mm. pandemic and i remember having a conversation with my mom and i was like i will not enter 2021 the same person Mm. i entered 2020 Mm. i already knew i could feel that shift Mm. happening and i was like i will be a completely different person Mm. and i spent 2021 just having developing this voice and that was very much due to b being there yeah he was like no, you can do it, babe. No, it's fine. Like yeah. if you what you've just said, if you're feeling this way, it's okay to yeah. feel that way. If you feel like you can't get out of bed, don't feel like you have to do it for other people. Yeah. And I was like, wait, what? You felt understood. <laughs> so it, it did help. So I think what I learned from two years ago to last year mm. and then from last year to this year, because everything mm. seems to happen in November. Yeah. <laughs> is 
a massive growth. And I think if I hadn't have had that time in work to just be completely wiped out, to see that brick wall, to stare the brick wall, and then to slowly take each brick out, mm. I don't think I would have dealt with B's death mm. in the same way mm. because I had to make it through at that point and it wasn't for anybody else. Mm. I did it for me with mm. the assistance of him mm. and some amazing friends around me. Mm. But I was like, no, if I can be at the point where I don't want to leave the house, I don't want anyone to talk to me, mm. I'm, I'm done. Now when I look at grief and I'm like, they're not the same by any means, but I got out of that. Mm. I came through that and that mm. felt like a very dark time. Bro. So I can do, if I can apply those things now, and mm. yes, it's harder because he's not here, mm. but I know that I've got that ability mm. within me in some capacity. To so when still... you were, you were incapacitated, <laughs> when you're in bed, not wanting to get out of bed, what is it that you were doing in those moments? And what do you think contributed to the eventual, I don't know if that's even tied the real word, but to the time when you actually said, you know what, it's time to get out of bed now. Yeah. Because we do have those convos with ourselves. Yeah. When I've been depressed, I mm. know I'm thinking things. Mm-hmm. And I know for the most part, I'm going, girl. <laughs> and I know my beef in those moments, it's usually with, with God, with people who probably like, for me, it was a justice system. Yeah. It's probably the ambulance people. Why don't you try harder? <laughs> you lot said you were trying. So what was what was it that was going through your mind in those moments, in and the, what did what helped you to be like, bro? In those on. moments, mm. like I said, if you knew me and how calm I was when mm. I got the call about B, mm. you would just go, "That's not Tasha." Mm. I was a massive overthinker, mm. but like not even at a normal pace of my mind was just constantly if you said right we're meeting at seven mm. and it's 702 and you're not here mm. i'm like where has she crashed what's happened to the car mm. has something happened this must have happened do i need to call mm. where my mind just went you were just wild and yeah to look back and think how every single thing that happened in my life I was associating it with something else and something else. It's like a spider's web. Yeah. That time when I was in bed was just practicing to silence myself. Yeah. To turn my mind off and yeah. to just have a moment of being present. Yeah. In exactly what I am sat in the bed. The yeah. The bed feels soft. Yeah. This side feels cold. Yeah. The pillow feels supportive against my neck. I yeah. can smell because. I'd be in bed and going, right, well, tomorrow I've got work. And then after work and next year, we were planning to go and do this. And if I've not done this and da da da, yeah. and da, da, da how are you even living? No, if you're, you're not. If you're constantly looking. Yeah. 10 minutes, 10 yeah. hours, 10 weeks, Anxiety 10 years. is mad. Oh my. I, because it convinces you the maddest things. Those are overwhelming emotions. Honestly. And yeah. there's no way to... Like I've done a lot of counseling and I'm a massive advocate for counseling because I think we should talk when it's difficult and when it's good. Bro. Um, it's the there should never be a time like, oh well, I've I've kept it in as long as I can. Maybe I'll speak speak somebody at the beginning, speak yeah. somebody at the end, speak somebody in the middle. Even even this kind of like people asking you questions. Yep. I feel like people fear to ask questions, yep. even like, oh, what happened? People fear it. Mm-hmm. And yes, because you don't want to offend somebody. Yeah. But I feel like talking about it helps in all accounts, counselling, friends, talking about it helps. 
does it is it offensive to kind of like relate it to something similar well not similar but something that made me feel because to me whenever I imagine myself in people's shoes I always think when was the time I felt this amount of pain and then quadruple that but you can't feel that because yeah. you've never been through it I think when you look at empathy and when you look at sympathy and then you put in intention mm. and what that person's heart is mm. you can tell mm. why they're asking mm. that question or why they're giving their experience and I think yeah. the people who empathize and empathize well will just allow you to have what you are having yeah and that's great because yeah. sometimes that's what you need the people who sympathize sometimes it is great but it's a little bit like oh yeah because i'm sorry oh but you it's not productive yeah it doesn't really help and i think that's why i always feel uncomfortable with the word distraction because i'm like nothing is going to distract me but i appreciate when you don't know what else to do mm. and it's like oh well my auntie's uncle lost his knee. So I, I, and he said it was really difficult. So I get what you mean. So I know that you're coming from a good place and you're trying but I don't to get, get what you mean. But it's, I, then let me speak to your uncle. Yeah. To, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Why are you, that you don't have the right. right. But I, and I think <laughs> that when I said before that, like I can see both sides of a story, I understand why people will sometimes verbally react the way that they do. I've been off for a while and I went back to work um, and I'd, I'd kind of shared, like I told people where I was at and I was like, I think I'm ready. I think I just need to have a bit more structure in my mm. life. I need like routine, which is why I was going back to work. Emotionally, I was not ready. I don't know who I was kidding, but mentally, I think I needed it Yeah, to, to just transition in your, some capacity your, your, your head comes through yeah yeah you're because it it's the, they say head and heart right they usually two, separate the in two in that situation i think yeah. your head tells you you don't want to do this i know her yeah. you don't want to do this but this is <laughs> but, gonna be good for you exactly we need to push ourselves otherwise we'll never leave this bed right and, and you're that. gonna hate me but just try <laughs> just it. try it see how you get on yeah so by the time you're getting out, you're ready to listen to other people's stuff yeah, now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Feel a little bit of bouncing back. Yeah. Do you, are you still, are you full time again at work or are um, you still yeah. navigating those No, waters? definitely still navigating. Mm. Um, I definitely don't think, I think I need that day. Mm. I don't know why we don't all work four day weeks anyway, mm. Mm. Um, but I needed that day because like I said, in the past, I was very much just keep going, just keep going, get to the weekend, get to the weekend. And I think having that day off mm. means I don't have to fake it mm. as long mm. in the most bizarre way, because I'm kind of like, I'm not faking it Monday to Thursday, but I can feel how I'm feeling and know that still on Friday, I have that chance to just breathe and then I can have my weekend and be like okay I just cried all day Friday I didn't get out of bed all that I, did I don't was know eat why you changed cream. your thing by saying when you said you were faking it <laughs> I don't know why you retracted that <laughs> it is faking it because actually if you acted how you felt you wouldn't be perky in the moments that you're perky because you pretend you're you listen to mindless shit sometimes no and you're thinking I could do without this I'm gonna be honest I am not 
mentally here in this conversation. So it is draining, actually, yeah. to be part of those convos. But it's your way back to reality, if that makes sense, to be like, okay, I've got to carry on. Mm. But it is faking it. And that's why you need that day, because you knew it would be exhausting. Yeah. You but know what I mean? the faking it aspect, I think, comes from, I know... If it were up to me two years ago, yeah, I wouldn't have gone back to work when I went back to work. Yeah, I wouldn't have moved house. Yeah, I wouldn't have got a new job. I wouldn't have gone away on holiday. Me, the old version of me, would have sat, would have been sat in bed yeah. from January until this point, just crying or yeah. just being angry or just breaking something yeah. or just doing whatever. So part of me had to. So it's a little I made bit it. like imposter syndrome, a little bit as well, to be like, I've, the real me wants to not be here, but... But how annoyed would he be? Yeah. And how annoyed would you be? Right? Because you would be like, no, actually, I think it was a, it was good for me to be pushing myself. No, it was. Bit. It has been good for my anxiety, actually, yeah. because I'm taking charge because i feel like when you let anxiety win hmm. you are constantly gonna be you will never leave the house but i feel like to take control of anxiety is to do the things that your anxiety is telling you you can't yeah do, you have to right? trick it you 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 do have to mm. and that's how you push yourself forward and you have yep. to keep reminding yourself okay that happened and it was all good though yeah your anxiety might tell you yeah but I'll be back. That's not, that's not how I remember it. And you're thinking, <laughs> listen, it's all I'll good. I'll let you have this one. I'll be back yeah. tomorrow. Don't worry. Yeah. Some days to get up and go to church and I'm like, oh, uh, yeah. I don't want to sit around people. Yeah. It's not like I don't want to go and hear the word and fellowship and be yeah. around people. But I'm like, I don't even want to put makeup on. Yeah. I don't want to brush my hair. And I know that I probably could just turn up how yeah. I want it to turn up. But then in the back of my mind, I'm like, girl, brush your hair. Yeah. <laughs> Put, it's funny put some because foundation on. <laughs> it's funny because earlier you said that there isn't really like a method. Yeah. But to me, as we're hearing you talk, mm. you've had methods that yeah. have worked for you. And that's not to say it's gonna work for somebody. Mm. But I feel like what people lack or what we lack is methods yeah. that are that are candid. Yeah. Because though I don't know if it's gonna help you, Emily. Right, but this is candidly what I did. Yeah, I'm being vulnerable. Yeah, this is how I dealt with my emotions. This is what I did. I yeah. gave myself a day because I knew I'd need a day to maybe just be me, feel whatever. Because mm. I've got the weekend coming. You were putting things in place. Yeah, to aid you to be at the place where you can be speaking about it to be like this is what I've put in place mm. do you know what I mean so it's just interesting how <laughs> you've been knocking yourself back a little bit be like no it's not there's not one which way but bro you have been subconscious and I think a lot of it is subconscious you yeah. don't think when you're in it yeah I'm not thinking okay let me write down so I'll I'll redo this yeah but because I I'm very much a creature of habit and yeah. organizing and having that structure yeah. is very important to me and yeah. has been I think, and for somebody aspect, with anxiety, you've needed that to yeah. gain that tiny bit of control. Because Definitely. if you could have controlled the narrative of this situation, ah. we wouldn't be talking about it. So you kind of need just that little thing to be like, I'm. You know what I mean? I'm, so you've been putting things in place. No. There has been something you've been that's been helping just give myself you. a little. Pat you know what back. I mean? Four day weeks. <laughs> that's what you needed for the moment. That's what you identified. Yeah. You're doing that, and it's helping. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Definitely. Talking is. about it, counseling. <sighs> so you are actually giving advice to somebody who is grieving or who like, where do I start? Yeah. Where do I even start? Start with right? listening to yourself. Yeah. To turn everybody else off and just listen what, yeah. to yourself. I need to be in bed today. D- then Go be to in bed. bed. <laughs> Go to bed. Right. I just want to cry. Then cry. I want to pour everything into the gym. Pour, pour that into, into the, the gym. gym. Right. Do whatever works for you. Then. Yeah. There's no, there's no manual. The seven stages. Not but, that but, they don't exist. A lot of what I did. And again, it's, it is my personal journey. And I think numerous people said to me, just take the day. Cause I would wake up and be like, right. I need to make sure I have a shower today. Yeah. I need to put clean clothes on. Yeah. I need to go and make myself breakfast. But those are things that probably help you feel better though, they isn't did, it? They did, but same I time. had to break the day down. Oh. I literally had to yeah. go minute yeah. by minute. I had to get up and then sit on the end of the bed and be like, okay, you're out the bed. What is the next thing? Yeah. Because that autopilot was yeah. gone. You, there's too many emotions going on yeah. in your head to be able to just yeah. get up and do and da da da. It took me a while to kind of go, just go and have a shower. Just, just go and have a Start shower. Start there. Even if you have a shower and you get back in the bed. Start there. Let that be the one thing. You know what I mean? Take your minute, take your hour. Take the day and then start the new one. Yeah, that's checking in with yourself, isn't it? Check How down. am I feeling today? Right? And embrace it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Today I'm feeling happy. Don't feel guilty about feeling happy. Well, because it's going to be rare. <laughs> <laughs> it's a rare occasion you've woken up in a good mood. Why are we sad about that? You know what I mean? But we tend to be like, oh, I shouldn't be feeling this way. No. Sure. Have you, you felt like that? Yeah. So I started... Um, writing because a, a number of people mm. said like were you asking tips mm. and what was helpful mm. people said to write and I was like I can't write pen to paper mm. because it feels too real mm. to me um so I come up with this not come up with I didn't come up with no theory the phrase the bitter and sweet <laughs> I invented things. um <laughs> I invented <a> words that... <laughs> yeah. the term um bittersweet kept playing mm. on my mind mm. constantly because I was like for every amazing thing that mm. felt like happened, mm. it was like the worst thing to possibly really? happen. Or they just, the two things came together. Really? Previously in life, you know, when something bad happens and then you feel really rubbish. Yeah. And it's just sadness. And then yeah. when something great happens, you nothing else even matters. Yeah. In grief, they are, for it's me, It's like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Oh, but side. remember, remember. Side by side, they literally go hand in hand with each other. And I've not, I don't know if they'll ever separate or what it will look like. But for instance, I'll be away and I'll be on holiday and they had a table tennis table at the pool. And I just had to go to the room and cry because I was like, B would have loved this. Mm. I meant to be on holiday just enjoying, Mm. but I couldn't. No, but that's a trigger. And, And it's just how long that remains a trigger for you. At some point, it may start becoming a place where you don't, you just want to reflect and you want to daydream. But currently that's the trigger. And at some point you're going to develop other triggers. Mm. Um, I don't know, obviously, but I feel like you just, it's, it's, you just keep evolving. It keeps evolving and it looks different every single time. You know what I mean? Maybe sometimes you look at the table of tennis again and be overcome with sad emotions and cry again. But I feel like, 
it all depends on which direction the wind is blowing. It really does. I think just embrace it all. I yeah. feel like the only way around this is through it. You, there's, there's literally no yeah. other option. How are you feeling? I feel good. Yeah? I do. I feel, I, like I said, it's definitely a journey. And I think yeah. talking about it is an absolute requirement for me yeah shall we check in in a year oh my gosh yeah let's check in in shall we check in in a year just to see where you're at just to see what you've been what more you've been up to (laughs) just so we can see really the waves that maybe you absolutely you know what i mean went for a really bad patch let's visit that's only if you're comfortable no absolutely i am but there could be other news that you're thinking you're announcing other stuff that we're all thinking what is going on wasn't expecting that she's going back to uni <laughs> what have you been to uni i have yeah but i'm yeah. not going I what did you study <sighs> studied media management because i wanted to start my own theater company you, you saw the end goal you didn't see the process in between and you, why did that dream die is it, is it still a dream or i mean the thing is i love working with children mm. and I could see a gap. This was many years ago and I don't I think it's improved now, but I could see a gap with children who have learned difficulties mm. or come from social situations or mm. anything that's any sort of struggle mm. in schools. Mm. It's never fully addressed. Like mental health now mm. is a huge thing. Yeah. But I think back in the day, 20, 30 years ago, it was kind of like, oh, they're just naughty mm. or oh, they're just troublesome or, mm. or whatever. And I wanted to tap into what does that mean? What does it look like for those children? How can we support mm. those children who maybe can't access the basic core subjects of mm. English and maths because mm. their brains just require something else. Mm. And like, they still need support. You know, they can still be amazing people in society mm. without having however many GCSEs you need. You mm. know, people can still progress. So how come it's not oh. something you're pursuing? I mean, it it comes in waves because I feel like you've just spoken <laughs> so passionately about it. I do. It right? is, it is so my thing. It sounds like to me <laughs> that's something you want to do. So it definitely is why, my passion. Why? Why? Why are we not? moving forward towards that because you're already working with kids so i feel like you're torturing yourself a <laughs> probably bit. you know working with kids thinking i i want to create something for all of you who are struggling but you know what's stopping you you know what i mean realistically it's probably like when we were talking before and you say life kind of happens to you mm. and it stops you mm. and then you go all right i'll try again next year mm. and i think for the past few years that's probably how it's looked. I've always, I've, this passion has been around for a long time since at least I was in high school. Mm. Um, and I went to work in a school to gain experience and then just fell in love with the children. I was mm. like, well, I can't leave now. What, mm. what, like, I want to see them get to year six and I want to watch them progress and do well. Mm. Um, so I think it is just, life kind of happens and I just... Do you know I how find- to get into it? I mean, there's a number of ways. So mm. I've done counselling. So mm. I know that that's an avenue that I definitely want to look at. Mm. Coaching, I think, is something as well. That's a great opportunity to kind of get in there. Yeah. Mental health is my thing. Like, yeah. just talking openly. Yeah. And creating a space for people to do that is my passion. I'm like, yeah. let's just 
talk yeah. about it. Yeah. It doesn't have to be right. It doesn't have to be wrong. I yeah. can obviously preach it. I know yeah. I'm not practicing all the time what I preach. But... but I don't think everybody does. Like you are still young to look into mm. and to, bro, I feel like just do it. It will come. I know it will come because it's not, I've not gone, oh, well, I'm too old. Or, oh, I've not. That, that never, in this instance, it yeah. never pops up. I never think, let me just stub that fire out yeah that doesn't happen you i'm definitely gonna check in because i feel like <laughs> just gonna be lifelong friends now oh god yeah i feel like if i'm we like we can't have gone through all of this on our first meeting and, and not be like girl like no. what is going on have you started that thing yet right because i feel like you were all talk now i feel like it's time to <laughs> I'm glad you came to chat with me. No, thank you for having me. Honestly, it's been very informative. It's been, yeah, I feel like I've been saying this, but I've just been, my heart has been feeling like it's being squeezed. Wow. A little bit like desperate for you because even me, I want a different outcome. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But I feel like your strength through all of this is apparent like i've said yeah. it's it's apparent and i know it's not, it doesn't help when people are like you're so strong <laughs> and you're thinking but i, I don't have no feel other like choice it. but bro i feel like sometimes you just need to hear it yeah your no, strength is you. apparent and your sadness is also apparent mm. and i think that's wow it works in tandem right and it exists at the same time so yep. it's, i think it's been beautiful as well to listen to your love story <laughs> and i think that's what's made it even more heartbreaking yeah. it's just the fact that you can just feel there was pure love there mm. um and it was just a mature relationship <laughs> that you were needing you've never had before yeah. and but you are living intentionally every single day Absolutely. everything everything you do you want to do it you want to be in this space so mm. I feel like it's just, it's ugly, but it's beautiful at the same time. It's that bittersweet. Yeah. Um, we always end it with a quote. Oh, God. We so are going to say we end with a song and we were going to have to sing. Shall we? No. Oh, my gosh. No. Shall we actually? No, let's not. Oh, my gosh. What shall we sing? I'm not singing anything. Shall we sing? What shall we sing? Something something that's like happy but not too, sad but not too happy. Because <laughs> just to tie it all in together. <laughs> What song do you I know? I can't even think of any Me song. Me either. Mine's gone blank, but let's just harmonise. <laughs> harmonise? I can't harmonise. We'll just give our audience a little sign, sign hey, that we'll never... Hey, I can't even think of a song now off the top of my head. What What song did he love? Oh my gosh. So, oh, I tell you which song he I was just I bet you I won't know it. But no, you me. will, because it's a Brandy song. Okay. So Brandy and Tiwa, it was somebody's son. So, somebody's son yeah somebody's son gonna love me one day one day definitely don't know that. <laughs> it's an afro beat song so that was his wait. song you will oh, have wait, 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 you will wait, have heard wait, wait, it yeah, sure. yeah 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 so that because that it's was quite recent isn't it yeah literally yeah. the end of last yeah. year it was just coming yeah. out so that was but he adored yeah brandy and yeah. boys to men but like boys yeah he was all in Listen. All in with boys to men. Every road trip had at least. Who sings the song "Mama"? Is that boys to men? Mama. Yeah, because when I was saying I can't think of his song, do you know what I started thinking of? What's that? that song? Stop Mama. It. No, real life. <laughs> real life. I was like, that started playing in my head. Wow. And I was like, is that a boys to men? And I, I was like, we can't harmonize with boys to men. I was thinking maybe that's I boys. If it is. 
<laughs> I'm gonna have to Google that later. I'll be like, I think it is. Google? Yeah, it is because it has that man with a deep voice. It was like, bit, yeah. you know I love you, mama. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. No, we're Let's very do the much... quote. I'm not singing no song. Yeah. <laughs> we're very much live, laugh, love, right? But it's any quote that resonates with you, that gets you through, that makes you smile, happy, whatever it is, because it's going to be the title of your podcast or the, of your episode. Uh. Yeah. And then we've got dessert. <laughs> we've got dessert. I'm so excited for dessert. Listen, it's dry cake because I forgot <laughs> to buy custard because I convinced myself I had custard. <laughs> dry cake works for me because it's cake <laughs> don't i'm all so, good i'm all good um i'm trying to think of a quote i tell you a, a, a phrase that i say a lot is let go and let god wah, wah, wah. i'm sorry the episode is over but please tune in next week for another exciting journey Goodbye, goodbye, bye, bye, bye. Have good vibes. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.